edition of the Powers on Sports podcast. This is our first ever NFL mock draft. We are going to do a round one mock draft of all 32 teams. I got Michael Banks up in Birmingham. He's going to help 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 me do the draft tonight. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you analysis each player's position needs. We're gonna give you some speculation of some possible trades that kind of stuff. But we are going to do a 32 uh, team mock draft. We are not gonna we're not gonna make any trades in this mock draft. This mock draft will simply be the teams that are presently in that in those positions. Obviously, we know there will be some trades at some point, but we're gonna do, we're just gonna give you a 32 team mock draft round one for the NFL draft, which is Thursday night, Nashville, Tennessee. Looks like it's gonna be a big party up there in Nashville. What's all the is everybody excited up there in the Deep South, Mike, for the Nashville? Partey. Yeah, you know, actually, when they announced that it was in Nashville, I thought, man, this would be a perfect opportunity to finally go to a draft. But the uh, trip to Vegas last month kind of superseded that, so uh, and uh, wiped out all the fun. So we will be uh, we'll be uh, tuning in on the cell phone since we'll be in the middle of Avengers Endgame on Thursday night. You'll be at the what? At the Avengers Endgame premiere. The oh the Avengers Endgame. I thought you said like a game, like you were like you were doing like you were doing stats, and I was like, who the hell are the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, I've taken their stats. Uh, how many kills they have? <laughs> yeah, what, what will the death toll be in that movie in the premiere? Yeah, so no, we'll be. Uh, I, I won't. I'm, I won't be watching the first round, but I will be following it probably on my phone, just seeing. My oh my. What's going on? But uh, that, that, that's 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 like that's like Selection Sunday, man. You almost have to, that's like that's must see TV right there. Yeah, but I've been waiting for this movie for eleven years. So really, I'm not. I'm well, not I mean, in the... it, it's an it's. I mean, it's a culmination of of uh, twenty one movies, and it's like the end of of basically this whole first chapter of twenty one movies in eleven years. So it's it's a long time coming. So now are you now are you a Game of Thrones fan as well? No, I never got into that one, but uh, I have a lot of friends that are and and uh, really love that show. I'm, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not, I haven't been watching it year to year, but I started watching it about late last year, and I watched obviously the, the first show, and I the second episode just came out last week, so I have a little uh, encounter to watch episode two tomorrow night, so Wednesday night. So, all right, let's get to the drama here. We got uh, again 32 picks. We're gonna go right down the list in order. There are four teams without a first-round draft pick. We had Dallas, Kansas City, New Orleans, and Chicago. Kind of the news of the day today was Kansas City made a big trade with Seattle. Kansas yes. City traded their first-round pick this year for Frank Clark, a defensive lineman who was on the franchise tag with Seattle. Didn't Seattle, I don't think, didn't want to pay him $20 million, and Kansas City ends up swapping uh, their first-round pick for him. They gave up a second-round pick next year, which is a pretty steep price, in my opinion, as well as trading third-round selections this year with uh, with Seattle and Kansas City. So Frank Clark goes to Kansas City, immediately signs a huge contract about I think I think like a five-year, hundred and five million dollar deal today. So <clears throat> that leaves Kansas City without a first-round draft pick. But I think it's from a Kansas City is definitely in a win mode now, a win now mode. Yes, you know, you're probably not going to get a player like Frank Clark with proven production at the twenty, like the twenty seventh pick, 29th pick, correct? Yeah. So they I, paid I, a, Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I like the trade. I, it's kind of questionable considering they got rid of D Ford because they didn't want to pay him. And, but, and, you know, obviously they recouped some draft picks that they lost or that are, you know, that they gave away in the, or they got in the D Ford trade. They were able to give those, some of those away, or they were able to give away more picks. Um, and I think you're right. You're not going to find that kind of talent sitting at 29 overall and ready to play you know, week one in the NFL. So Right. And, and you know, consistency-wise, I think Clark's probably a little better player than D Ford. He's done it for two or three – he's done it for like three years now. He's like the third or fourth leading sack guy in the last three years in the NFL, like 30-something sacks. Um, so it's a, it's an upgrade – you know, it's an upgrade to what they what they had, I think, in Kansas City, but they paid a – they paid a steep price for him, a big, big contract, big guaranteed money. So Kansas City is definitely in the go for it mode here with uh, this, this next couple year window well, before they got to pay Pat Mahomes. Especially one, you know, with the, what we saw last year out of Kansas City, what was their weakness? It was defense. What cost them the AFC Championship game was the inability to stop Tom Brady and the Patriots when they needed to stop them. Right. And, right. and so. You've got the offense. There's no question the offense is going to be even better than it was as long as, you know, whatever goes is going on with Tyreek Hill does not, you know, get as bad as it did, obviously, with Kareem Hunt. But their defense is is, is their liability. And so, they you know, it, start, it starts up front with the pass rush. So they address that need. Yep. And Seattle was a team that only had like four draft picks going into today. Right. They made this trade. They got an extra pick next year. They got another first round pick. So I think Seattle's really looking strategy wise, which we're not going to we're not going to assume that in this mock draft. But I think that you're going to see them probably trade down one of their two first round picks to accumulate some additional picks in the draft because Seattle loves to develop their team through the draft and obviously need draft capital to do that. So. I would don't be surprised to see Seattle trade that Kansas City pick maybe out of the first round completely in order to get a couple of seconds or a third or something like that to to recoup that. So, all right. So, Jason, I'm gonna pick all the I'm gonna pick all the odd number picks, and Michael's gonna pick all the even number uh, selections. So, let's go ahead and get started. We're gonna go to the Arizona Cardinals on the clock, first overall pick. Obviously, the, the the speculation has been for weeks now that Kyler Murray's going to be the guy. You know, there's been no declaration that Josh Rosen's the guy in Arizona. Arizona. Now that King, Kingsbury is the head coach, it just makes too much sense here not to take Kyler Murray. I think I think what you're hearing out of Arizona, they're acting like they don't know what they're going to do yet. I think what they're trying to do is I think they're trying to put a trade together for Rosen. So as soon as they make that pick, that they can probably announce the trade for Rosen, because I don't think they want Rosen hanging in the wind all throughout the throughout the round one. So I really think they're gonna uh, they're they're trying to put together a trade for Rosen with somebody in, again down the road in the, either late in the first round or a second round pick something like that. So uh, obviously the other needs Arizona has tons of needs. Terrible on deep, not very good on defense. Defensive lines, another pick, and obviously this draft is rich in defensive linemen, which we're going to get to. But I'm going to go Kyler Murray, number one overall. It just makes too much sense with Kingsbury in charge. So give me Kyler Murray going to Arizona. Yeah, I like that pick. I know we're not going to do this on every pick, but I feel for the number one pick, it it's warranted. With what happened with with what we saw with Lamar Jackson last year in Baltimore. You know, you got it. You got David Johnson back there in the in the in the backfield, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, make plays. You got Larry Fitzgerald, 
probably in his last year. I think this. I think that's a, a really smart pick. So I agree with that. And I think Murray's. I mean, I think Murray will be ready to play. I mean, as far as the offensive scheme, he'll know the system pretty. It, it won't take him very long to learn the system. He's very accustomed to that style of play. And I think you know whether he does well or not. Who knows? But I think being ready to go and being able to put him in the lineup from day one is going to be a no-brainer. Right. All right, Mike. Number two pick overall, the San Francisco 49ers. Well, the Niners, you know, they they uh, they have a need really in the secondary more than anything, but there's just nobody that's going to be that good to take at number two overall. And I think here they just go with the best player on the board, which is Nick Bosa. Um, he's definitely, you know, the, the best player pretty much on anybody's board across the, across the uh, you know, analyst landscape. And uh, I think that he's just – even though they've picked the defensive lineman, I think the last three years or two straight years, um, I think that they they do it again and get him. And he's he is a nightmare coming off the edge. He will definitely improve the the pass rush. They've got the linebacking core uh, that's pretty pretty stout back there. So I think that this is where they go. Good pick there. Like I said, if you're San Francisco, I think at number two, you got to take the best available player, whoever you deem to be the best guy. Obviously, defensive line is something they've invested in the last several years in the first round, but you can never have enough good defensive linemen. And like you said, there's not anybody that's worthy of a, of a cornerback or a wide receiver, which they need to make those, you know, to pick that high. So I don't think they'll trade out of this pick, but you never know. Um, if one of these teams wants to jump up and get a quarterback, I could see potentially maybe San Francisco dropping down, you know, to, to, you know, somewhere six, six to 10, if they got a great offer. But I'm with you. I think uh, Bose is probably the pick here. He's a defensive end, um, great pedigree with his bro- obviously with his brother being what he is. He's shown one time. I'll give you a tidbit about Bosa and his family. I was reading the story about somehow Bosa is family has some heritage to the Chicago mafia. <laughs> Apparently, like uh, his mom or somewhere in his family, the Bosa family married a, a, a guy named uh, the Kumaro family, which Eric Kumaro was the first-round draft pick of the Dolphins back in the 80s. Um, but apparently their family has some, like, very strong, like the number one guy in the Chicago Mafia connections to the uh, Bosa and Kumaro family, like a great-great-grandfather, something like that. So I, so, was reading a, I was reading a story about him, and, uh, and that was just an interesting tidbit about how their family has some connections to the connections. So San Francisco will make him an offer he can't refuse. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about there being a holdout. <laughs> All right, number three on the clock, the New York Jets. Very interesting decision here to make for the Jets. Uh, obviously, again, it would not shock me if the Jets made a trade here. I know, again, there's been a lot of speculation them trading down a little bit here to, to acquire more picks. But with the Jets' needs, the Jets have needs – Offensive needs, you, you sign Le'Veon Bell, you probably have a need at, at, at receiver, you probably have a need at linebacker, but there's probably not somebody at that value at the number three pick. Um, the, I, I think that in, there's been a lot of talk about Ed Oliver's stock has been rising here in the last couple of weeks. Does Ed Oliver go here to the Jets? Does Quinn Williams go to the Jets? Maybe Josh Allen, who's a, who's who's a uh, edge rusher here. Um, Greg Williams is kind of a is kind of a mad scientist on defense as far as blitzing and all that stuff. But I'm gonna go again. I think the probably the safest pick in the draft. I'm gonna go Quinnen Williams right here. Again, I think he's he's a very safe pick. 
very productive. You, you've not heard any kind of red flags about him. But, so we're going Quentin Williams to New York, the New York Jets. Like that pick, obviously. Uh, he was a beast last year. He's got he's he's in that mold of like an Aaron Donald, where he's just when he gets in the zone, you can't stop him. And so I, I think that pair him up with uh, Leonard there in New York, and it's going to be kind of like what the Rams had last year with with Sue and Donald in the middle. And uh, I think that's I think that's a good. Uh, my only player. my only wonder about Williams is he's only kind of been a kind of a one year player primarily, right. so it'll be interesting to see how he how he responds to the to the uptick in talent as far as offensive line uh, play that he's going to face in the NFL. But you know, but just from a production standpoint, he was tremendous at Alabama and uh, was a wrecking crew. So, all right, Mike, the Oakland uh, Raiders, kind of a wild card of this draft with three yeah. first round picks. You got Mike Mayock in the mix, calling the shots in in, in Oaktown. You got Mayock and Gruden sending all the all the scouts on vacation. Give me your sense. What do you what do you got coming out of Oakland at pick number four? Well, you know, like you said, there's so many. They have so many picks, so you know they could even. Yeah, I, I, there's a possibility they could trade down here and and let one of the quarterback you know needy teams move up and acquire even more picks and 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 even more stock in in the first round. But I think if they stay here, I think that Josh Allen's too too good to pass up. I think that they, you know, after losing uh, uh, Khalil Mack last year, trading him away, uh, they need somebody in that role that's going to be, you know, an edge guy like that that can make the plays off off the line. And I think that Josh Allen fits that mold um, because that was obviously a weakness for them last year after they lost Mack. They do have other needs. They, They need defensive second. They need secondary help really bad. Uh, they need the interior, uh, interior lineman help. They they need a lot of help, but I think they also need help more than anything at this. And once again, best player on the board at this point, if if those picks go, I think is Josh Allen. So that's who I have the Raiders taking there. And the key thing about this pick is this is going to be their litmus test for Khalil Mack. Yes. This is kind of going to be the Khalil Mack replacement most likely. So a lot of expectations on Josh Allen. You're killing me with my bucks because that was – if Allen was available, we were running to the podium with the fifth pick <laughs> to, to gobble up Josh Allen. So you're killing me here. But uh, Josh Allen to the Raiders is definitely a need pick and, and, and a value pick because you're getting him right where he's rated. There's no, you know, again, a very solid guy off the field, no issues with him. Very productive in the SEC against top flight talent. So yep. good pick there with, with Gruden and Mayock. And uh, the, uh, the scouts are still in the Bahamas drinking some mojitos. <laughs> Call it <laughs> in. That's right. We'll FaceTime you if we need you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my bucks on the clock at number five. Again, two big needs are on defense. I mean, obviously this pick I, I believe is going to be a defensive pick. Pass rusher, uh, potential linebacker, pass rushing linebacker, which Allen would have been the guy. Again, I could see the Bucks trading down five or six spots here and uh, potentially getting the same guy they could get at five. Obviously all the talk has been about Devin White, the, the linebacker from LSU. Um, I don't personally love it because I think a middle linebacker, it's hard to take him at the number five spot in my opinion. Um, I think those guys can be found at different places at more value in the draft later in the draft. Um, I think a wild card here, a sleeper pick here could be, 
offensive tackle, potentially either Jonah Williams or, or, or Jawan Taylor, because they do need some help on the on the right side of the offensive line. Um, they also could move Jonah Williams to guard. There's talk about him potentially playing guard. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna golly. Um, <laughs> Sounds like we're in August in the fantasy draft. <laughs> I know, man. Right. <laughs> If the Bucks again, I, I I predict the Bucks are going to trade down if Josh Allen's not if Allen or Quinnen Williams is not available. I think the Bucks are going to trade down. You also have Ed Oliver; he's another potential pick here. Um, the Bucks are playing more of a three-four scheme. I'm going to take. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. If, I'm going to I'm going to take if if I'm going to take Ed Oliver here. I think I think there's going to be some comparisons to Warren Sapp, that same kind of body type. You know, he's undersized a little bit, very quick off the ball. Um, but I, I'm going to go – I'm going to take Ed Oliver here if they keep the pick. That's – yeah, and, and like you said, his stock has been rising. A lot of talk about him. Uh, he had the injury last year that kind of limited him. But yeah, it's a couple years in Houston, he was very productive before before the injury. So um, – <clears throat> and the Bucks need all the help they can get on defense for sure. The offense – the offense looks pretty good, and if Arians can work his magic with uh, with Jameis, then you know definitely they're 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 right there. Um, they had their first had their first uh, OTA today. Yeah. You know, all good signs coming out of Bruce Arians' mouth concerning Jameis and the passing of attack. Of course. <laughs> all right, number six, maybe the pivotal point in this first top half of the first round, the yes. New York Giants. What yeah. to do if you are the Giants? I mean, they you know. This is I, – I couldn't agree with you more. It is the pivotal pick because it could really determine what happens with the rest of the draft. If – and obviously we've talked about there's possibilities of trading teams like the Bucks and the Raiders and the Jets trading down, even the Niners, and doing so, it could obviously affect this. But say that, that the, the draft that we have you know come up with here happens, I just cannot see – the Giants going another year without taking a quarterback. And I know that a lot of people have been down on Haskins lately, but the guy is, is he fits the mold of an Eli Manning. He's not very mobile. He's a tough guy. He's got a, a rocket arm. I mean, I just can't see them passing on a quarterback there. And I just, I think Haskins would be the pick. That's my, that's my uh, guess on it. I know that, that a lot of people have kind of got them away from him lately, but uh, if the Giants are there, I cannot, I cannot imagine them passing on another quarterback. I just don't see how you do it year after year after what is going on in the NFL with the quarterback, especially the Pat Mahomes and the uh, and the uh, you know not just the Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers, but but all the the young guys that are coming up, the Jared Goffs and, and guys like that. I just don't sure, see how you yeah. pass on a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Gettleman's a Gettleman's a, from the from the school of building by defensive and offensive linemen, and obviously this is a rich draft and all that stuff. And but you're right, you you got to address the quarterback situation one way or another. And uh, you know, you can you can roll the dice here and not take a quarterback and hope to God one falls to you at 17. Or <laughs> there's obviously the potential of a Josh Josh Rosen trade, um, right? And that, and that could so. change everything. That could change the you know the Rosen trade. Obviously, like we said, could change everything. But I don't see that any of those guys, in my opinion, are falling to 17 because there's too many teams in front of them that need quarterback help as well. Right. So, 
All right, so you got Dwayne Haskins going to the G-Men. All right, so pick number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, they've made some big moves. They got Nick Foles in the mix. Very disappointing year last year. Um, was, you know, the Blake Bortles project finally blew up, and it's that's over with. So, obviously, pressing needs, in my opinion, are offensive line and probably tight ends. Uh, you know, Foles has always been very effective when he's had a good tight end. Jacksonville's tight end situation hasn't been very good the last several years. Um, you know, you got the all, again, you got tackle tackle decisions, and then you have a tight end. So, you know, you got Jonah Williams, which you could potentially bookend him with Cam Robinson. The Bama boys could be locking down the line. You got Jawan Taylor, the Florida offensive lineman. Um, you got Andre Dillard, potentially out of Washington State. Those would probably be the three decisions there to make an offensive O-line. And then you got the two Iowa tight ends. So I I don't I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the safe pick. I'm gonna go Jonah Williams here. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take Williams. They've got familiarity with the Alabama system. They took Cam Robinson, obviously. Um, and he, he had a pretty he had he had a pretty good year before he hurt his knee. So I'm gonna go Jonah Williams to Jacksonville at seven. Wow, that'd be a, that would that would be uh, something else to see the uh, the Bama guys reunited there, blocking for the LSU running back. Uh, and I know you're sad to hear that one TJ Yeldon just left Jacksonville and went to Buffalo. Yeah, went to the abyss. So, <laughs> well, and, and and not and and don't get me wrong, it's not because they're going to Buffalo. It's because he's going to where Frank Gore is, and Frank Gore does not <laughs> let anybody else play, especially yeah. Alabama running backs. So. Uh, all right, so you're we're up to your beloved Detroit Lions. Matty Patricia, the pencils on the clock. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think that and I may have just rolled you a, a softball out by taking Jonah Williams there. Yeah, I, I don't you know, I it's hard to find it's hard to figure out what they're gonna do because of Patricia. He loves the defense. The Lions, you know, they really need help in the secondary. Um, they, 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 they need help along the, along the defensive lineman with the loss of Ansa. They signed Trey Flowers, a great signing. Uh, they're not going to go linebacker again. Um, uh, so I, it's, it's, it, they do need some offensive line help. I think that they could go Jawan Taylor there. Um, you know, they've got to keep, figure out a way to keep Stafford upright. Um, if Stafford has time to throw the ball and, and has a good running game, he's proven that he can, he can carry a team, but can't do it with without either one of those guys or you know either one of those positions. But I think that Patricia wins out here, and I don't know why I feel this, but I just think that they are going to do something like a an old Lions team would do, where they just take the same position year after year, or they take a position they already have have, and I just feel like it's going to be a a defensive lineman, and I think. I think that they actually go a little off the board here, and I think they stay in state and go with Rashawn Gary. I think they shock everybody. I think they go with Rashawn Gary here. All right, a little hometown guy. Um, he's got he's he's an edge rusher. He's a freak of an athlete, and I think that I think that the that uh, combination of 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 size and speed. Um, and, and it's his, his explosiveness would be something to, to really look for in a Patricia defense. So 
maybe this is more of a, a hope than a, than what's really going to happen as a Lions fan. So you went a little off off the board there with Ed Oliver. I'm going a little off the board here with Rashawn Gary. All right. All right. So I did hear an interesting rumor yesterday about concerning the Lions. I heard what would what would be the possibility of the of the of the Lions and the Raiders coming together and trading Matthew Stafford for Derek Carr? <laughs> God, please don't. And, and the reason I say that is Carr has basically one year left on his contract that you can then get out of the contract at the end of a year. And you know, would the Lions think about you know I won't say starting over, but you know they've had eight or nine years with Stafford, no playoff wins, kind of been struggled against good teams type deal and. If you're the Raiders and you're the Lions, would you ever pull that trigger? And, and obviously, there's probably a draft pick involved, in, including as well as. But uh, Gruden, Gruden has always had a, a fondness for Stafford and all that stuff. You just wonder if that's something would that would ever be? Wouldn't that be a? Wouldn't that be a bombshell? Yeah, and you know Stafford, uh, <clears throat> a, a polarizing player for Lions fans uh, because he hasn't won a playoff game. But at the same time, the guy, I mean. This year was the first year in over three or four years that he had a 100-yard rushing game behind him. I mean, you can't ask a quarterback to go in and and do everything without a running game. It just doesn't happen. If you look at the successful teams in the NFL, they have running backs, they have running games, you know, and that's how that's how the game is played. It's not. It is about the quarterback. It is about the passing attack. But you still have to have a solid running game in order to take the pressure off the guys. I mean, right. even you look at the Chiefs, they got, you know, they get rid uh, Kareem Hunt gets gets dismissed. They go and find a guy that's basically a scrap heap guy in Damian Williams, and he's running 100 yards and, and a couple touchdowns a game, and their offense actually picked up and was even better than it was with Kareem Hunt. So yep. you just got to you gotta have a guy that can run the ball, and you got to be able to run the ball. So I, I'm not willing to give up on Stafford just yet, but um, and I, I hope that everything with his – with his personal life is going okay because that's some scary stuff as well. But yep. Yeah. All right. Buffalo number nine needs offensive line. Needs some tight end help. Um, the one, the one kind of curveball here is you got Devin White still on the board, which many people think is a top three talent in this draft. Um, Sean McDermott's a defensive guy. Do you take, you know, Devin White can help any team. Do you take the best possible player on the board, which is probably Devin White at this point, or do you take, or if you, or if you have your offensive, or do you have to, you have to really look out for Josh Allen to keep him upright? Uh, I'm going to go Jawan Taylor here for Buffalo offensive line help. Give Josh Allen some help. Give me Jawan Taylor offensive tackle, Florida. Yeah, he's going to be. He could be a really special player in this draft. All right, so next, next we have Denver. Yep. <laughs> yep. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny quarterback. <laughs> Johnny quarterback loves him some quarterbacks. And I have a feeling that he's going to love him another quarterback. And hopefully it doesn't turn out like Paxton Lynch. Uh, but I think that they do need some offensive line help. Um, they need some help uh, in the, uh, in the in some linebacking help in the middle. But I think that, I think that the quarterback He's going to be too hard to pass up here. Elway is is apparently in love with Drew Locke, and I think that I believe. To, I mean, on, I I believe that he actually moves up in the draft to get this guy. But if they're still drafted at ten and Drew Locke is still there, 
I think that it's it's either Locke or Jones, one of the two, and I think he takes Jones. Wow, you think Daniel? Wow, Daniel Joao. I think I think that I think he's going to take a quarterback, and if if Locke is gone, I think he takes one of the two. Even even with Flacco there, <laughs> uh, yeah, even with even with Joe with uh, Joey Joey Butterfluco there, Butterfluco. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because right. Butterfluco to me is a one year guy that's going to you know he, he's a get by guy in my opinion. I don't think he's he's not the long term answer there. Okay, all right, so all Drew Locke to Denver. All right, number 11, you probably, uh, you know, I, I know Cincinnati might have, this is a team that would not surprise me if they tried to get in front of Denver because I know they're in the quarterback market too. Um, even potentially try to jump up in front of the Giants. I could see potentially a trade partner with Tampa in the in the Bengals to, uh, Thursday night because I, I, th- I could see the Bengals trying to get to number five in order to take Haskins. Apparently they really like him to prevent the Giants from potentially taking him, but with, with the Bengals here at 11, you got offensive line needs. You got quarterback needs. Um, I think here you probably try to take the best, maybe a best available player. Um, I don't know if – I don't think they're going to take Daniel Jones here. Um, in offensive linemen, the two best tackles are off the board right here. I don't think Dillard's maybe a top 10 pick. I'm going to go – I'm going to take edge rusher – Brian Burns, Florida State. When Cincinnati's Cincinnati's been good, they've had good defensive lines, good pass rush with Geno Atkins and the the company. So I'm going Brian Burns, Florida State. That would be a heck of a uh, pairing with uh, Dunlap and and Atkins on that defensive line. That would be a nightmare. Right. Yeah. All right, next up. The Green Bay Packers, they have two first-round picks. Mike, you got Mr. Rodgers and company. Yeah, and, you know, they, they need some offensive line help um, <clears throat> because Balaga is getting a little old, uh, long in the tooth there. and um, <clears throat> They could they always need help on defense, it seems. They're always drafting defense. But I think that they're going to give Rodgers a weapon here, and I see them going tight end. And it's really between, you know, Fant and Hawkinson. I think that they go with I think they go with Hawkinson because I think he's the better prospect. He's the better blocker. He's more polished than Fant. I think Fant's going to be more of a more of the uh, exciting player, kind of in the mold of a uh, of of a uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, guy that you can line up pretty pretty much anywhere. But I think Hawkinson is a guy that will help them in the run game as well. And so and they've I, already like, and they've still got Jimmy Graham. So I mean, right. And I think that that I think that. Graham was was obviously a major disappointment last year. Looks like he lost a step. It's not anything like he was when he was in New Orleans and even in in Seattle. And uh, I think that they I think that they uh, they they see the writing on the wall with him and, and go ahead and address that position. And I think Hawkinson's a guy that's going to be a going to be a good player for a long time. So they can go ahead and and give yep. Rodgers another weapon. They they've got a window that is closing rapidly. And they need to get Rodgers all the weapons that they can give him. Yep. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> all right. Next up, Miami Dolphins, number 13. Again, a lot of speculation about whether they're going to take a quarterback or is this going to be a, a tank it kind of, a, a tank it kind of year. I don't think they're taking quarterback here because I'm with you. I think they're going to play for the future and try to position themselves for a quarterback next year. You got a new coach from the from the Patriot tree, Brian Flores. Again, I think offensive line, defensive line is the strength of this draft. I think they're going to go trenches here. 
to try to fortify their their, their squad. I'm going to give them try to give them the best defensive lineman on the board. The only thing that makes me a little nervous here is there was, there was an alleged uh, medical issue with a uh, heart on heart issue, but I'm going to give the Dolphins Montez Sweet. Yeah, and you know, I initially before I heard about the heart issue, actually had had him going to the Lions at eight, but I, I think with that heart issue, I think he falls out of the top ten. But his talent is definitely top ten, no question. That guy, that guy, kind of reminds me of like a maybe a Chandler Jones kind of guy early in his career, and obviously, Flores is very familiar with Chandler Jones and all that stuff. So I'm gonna go edge rusher Montez Sweet. Next up, the the another local flavor to you, Mike, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, it's time to rise up. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's our man, our man, Mr. Matt Dickman. This is a shout out to you, Matt. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening. Well, I can tell you this. If uh, if this guy is still there, I would be shocked if they didn't take him, and that's Devin White. I think that if he falls this far, <laughs> I think that they would grab him in a heartbeat. They knew they need help in, at that, in, the, in the middle linebacking area. Um, they, well, they, that is that is linebacker LSU linebacker U in Atlanta with Deion Jones and yeah. So yeah, I, I like I like I like I would like Devin White here. I think that uh, I don't think he, they let him get past fourteen if he's still on the board. And you know what? I completely I completely forgot about him. I I, I, I may have put him in Miami to be honest with you. So I, but I'm gonna keep Sweet in Miami. But you're right. I could see Miami taking Devin White. Um, if uh, but but we'll, we'll give him that we'll give him to Atlanta, Devin White. Again, he's, very, he's uh he's he falls after after hearing the good news of the uh of the targeting rule changes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely he would be a steal at fourteen for Atlanta if that guy fell to fourteen. Yeah, he would be he's an not, absolute steal he, there. He's, he's not getting past fourteen. Yep. All right, let's go to number fifteen, the Washington Redskins. Again, quarterback a need. Do you go with Colt McCoy or uh, do you go with Case Keenum? I don't know about that. Um, I don't know if again Daniel Jones is a possibility here. Um, you could you could potentially groom him for a year if you really really like Daniel Jones. I think linebacker is another need here. Uh, obviously, you still got a couple more good defensive linemen. You have uh, some DBs available. I'm gonna go. I am going to go linebacker Devin Bush, Michigan. I think I don't think I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be the guy. Um, I'm going to go Daniel. You know what? Hold on, give me one second here. Let, let me let me re, re, reconsider this pick for one second because the, the Redskins could also use a wide receiver. Um, lost uh, Jamison Crowder. You know what? I'm, I'm going to amend that pick, Mike. Am I allowed to do that? I get a mulligan. Yeah, as long as you haven't turned the card in yet. Okay, you haven't turned the card in yet. Okay, so I'm gonna go. It's gonna kind of a little bit, a little bit off the uh, radar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Kind of a scat, kind of a little guy, speedster, coming off, recovering from an injury. So, but I'm gonna go Hollywood Brown, receiver need, desperate need at receiver for the Redskins. Give me Hollywood Brown. Yeah, they do need they well they need help pretty much, you know, at most positions on the field, especially on the offensive side. So, uh, you know, Chris Cooley is not walking in that door. <laughs> um, 
Next right. up, the halfway halfway home, the Carolina Panthers. So I'm getting I'm getting my guys, and I'm getting all the Southern teams here, and uh, I like <laughs> I like that. So the Panthers they need help on the offensive line. Uh, that was overly abundant last year. Um, Cam Newton is got, not going to make it many more years if he keeps taking the shots he's taking um, because he's getting beat up, <laughs> beat up bad. Um, and so I, I think that they go offensive lineman here, and I think that Andre Dillard is the guy that they take, the offensive tackle from Washington State. I think that he is a guy that that they that they go with, even though they, they need some help with at the wide receiver spot, at the defensive back spot as well. But I think that they go offensive line here. And try to help uh, help 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 Cam stay upright. You're right. That's definitely a major need for Carolina. Cam took a beating the last couple of years, and and he's got the shoulder injury and all that stuff. He's recovered from. So that's a good. Their left tackle Khalil retired, I believe. Yeah. So you definitely got to make that. That's a that's a it's a, a right around that value of where he's rated, and it's a need pick. So that's a good pick there with Carolina going with Andre Dillard. All right, so now I get the second bite of the apple for the G-Men. <laughs> we we took the quarterback in on the first in the first go round. Um, now you have to take. I mean, desperately need defensive help, uh, linebacker all over the place. You need you need you need the you know basically the best available defensive guy you can get. Um, one thing I've not seen with the Giants in the last several years is quality linebacker play. They've always been struggling at the linebacker spot. So I'm going to go with a very safe pick, very plug-and-play kind of guy, a guy that's probably going to be like a Jesse Armstead kind of guy that's going to be there eight or ten years. I'm going to go Devin Bush, Michigan. Oh, because you that's right. And we're turning the card in this time with Devin. Okay, yeah. I was looking. I was like, didn't his name <laughs> just get called? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I, I think that Devin Bush would be a guy that could definitely – play a long time in the NFL. I agree with that. Um, and I had them go in defense as well. Um, uh, but So, yeah, I like that pick. All right, um, next up, Minnesota Vikings, 18. Yeah, you know, the Vikings are uh, – their biggest need right now is the offensive line. Their defense is obviously still very good. Um, the, uh, the quarterback position, they've spent too much money on. They're not taking a quarterback. Uh, running back, they're they're pretty set there. Wide receiver, they're set. They just signed uh, uh, signed an extension with um, Thielen. 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 And, uh, and, you, and you got the red nosed reindeer there at tight end. So yeah, you, you got Tay Diggs on the other side. Tay Diggs on the other side. So I think they go offensive line here, and I think they address the interior um, and and actually move Eflin uh, to to guard, and they take Garrett Bradbury, the center and uh, move F-line to guard. I think that's something that they can do because he seems to be more comfortable playing that position. So I think they take Garrett Bradbury, the center out of North Carolina State here. Good pick there. Definitely a, a, a you know, a, not a sexy pick, but a glaring need for the Vikings. Their offensive line's been atrocious the last couple of years. And I think that'll help. That'll help uh, Cousins. I think that'll help uh, uh, who am I? Yeah, Dalvin Cook at running back. So good pick there, solid pick. A, probably a plug and play kind of guy there. Uh, good pick. Nineteen Tennessee Titans, the hometown Tennessee Titans for the draft. One thing I I I think you need to help Marcus Mariota get as good as he can get. 
Yes. And I think you got to get some offensive help. They've really never had any elite wide receivers, elite tight ends. Um, I think I think you need a guy that can, you know, Delaney Walker was a good player, but he was, you know, he's 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 long in the tooth, end of the road. Probably he might he had a major injury last year. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. One of those, like I said, a Jimmy Graham kind of guy, uh, almost like a wide receiver. You need a guy. Tennessee needs somebody explosive on offense to help Mariota in the middle of the field. And I think Noah Fant's going to be that guy from the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think they do need somebody like that. And I don't think any of the receivers are going to give them any better of an upgrade than what they already have. Um, they, you know, they went, they drafted uh, what's his face in fifth overall pick a year or two ago. So. I don't think that they're going to do that again. I don't think there's anybody there that really stands out that well. So, but except for for Fant there, so I like that pick. All right, let's go to the Mike Tomlin, Antonio Brown list, Le'Veon Brown drama list, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and uh, the Steelers, their biggest weakness last year was was their secondary. <clears throat> they they gave up a lot of a lot of big plays, and uh, so I definitely see them going. Going defensive back here, I think they, um, I think they need the help, and I think that they, uh, they there's a couple guys here that they could go with. I know Greedy Williams was was a guy that was that was talked up really heavily. I don't think that he uh, goes. I don't think he is the first defensive back off the board. I think it's going to be Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington. I think that uh, I think he is going to be a a uh, solid pick there, and a guy that can um, that can can jump in and help out that secondary in Pittsburgh. Yep, good pick there. Lots of good DBs that come out of Washington the last several years. Murphy, yeah. they talk about him being a great zone cornerback, and the yeah. Pittsburgh plays a lot of zone with that zone blitz scheme they run. So I think yeah. he'll be a good kind of fit there, good ball skills and all that stuff. All right, so number twenty-one, the Seattle Seahawks. Again, Seattle looking for more draft picks, so it wouldn't shock me if they were to trade down here. They've got another pick that they just acquired from Kansas City today, so they've got two first-round picks, but it wouldn't shock me if they were to trade down. But we're going we're gonna to give them a pick here. Again, Russell Wilson just signed a huge contract. Again, you, you need offensive line help. You need wide receiver help. Um, you got some options there. I think those are the two glaring needs, you, again, you could use a defensive back here, but I don't think two guys that I, I think one guy that could be a sleeper here could be uh, Rock Yasin. He's a physical cornerback. You also could take again. You could go offensive line. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give them an offensive lineman. I'm gonna go Eric McCoy, center out of I believe he's te Texas A&M. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go offensive line help for for Seattle. Again, you need to build some in the trenches. You've got to protect Russell. If you protect the guy, the guy's typically found a way to be productive. Uh, I think they definitely address wide receiver in round two or three. Uh, but I'm going to go Eric McCoy, center, guard possibilities. Uh, one of those two slots, Texas A&M. Yeah, I think that, that that is definitely a possibility. They've got to get some offensive line help uh, from what they've had in the past. All right, so the Ravens on the board and you actually you actually already jumped up and took my guy that I thought that they would they would actually take but I still think that if they 
even if this guy, if that guy is gone, and that is Hollywood Brown, I think that they go receiver anyways. And really, it comes down to I think one of the two guys from Ole Miss, either Metcalf or AJ Brown. Um, and I think that they go with with uh, with Metcalf here. Uh, they need re- receiver help tremendously. I mean. Their receivers were the worst in the league last year, I believe, as far as catching the ball. Now, granted, you got a guy that runs around all the time. You just signed Mark Ingram, and you you know you got uh, what the, the the guy that played last year can't remember his name came out of nowhere. Uh, but I think the receiver is a is the is the position they go with. Metcalf is a big guy, six three, two twenty eight. I think he's a guy that can can really make a difference on the field be a big target for Lamar Jackson as he is rolling out and running around for his life. And, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him and David Boston in a weightlifting contest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See which one can, uh, can uh, lift the other one first. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like DK Metcalf there. All right. You're right. Desperate needed receiver. The, the crab tree, the crab tree project just did not pay dividends there. And, you know, Baltimore's had some issues over the years drafting receivers. Rashad Perriman wasn't very good for them. He's down here in Tampa getting rave reviews by Jameis and company today. But uh, we'll see how uh, DK Metcalf does in Baltimore. First draft without Ozzie Newsome. Yeah, it's going to be different. Very different. Uh, all right. Next up, Houston Texans. Again, situation here. Can you keep? Deshaun Watson upright. They've been a disaster on the offensive line. All the tackles pretty much are gone uh, for the most part with first first round grades. You got a couple guys that you could maybe plug in at guard. Uh, DB is also a need, a need here with Houston. You, um, I believe uh, I think Kareem Jackson left Houston, went to Denver. I yeah, think he's in Denver. Yeah. Yep. They lost another guy a couple years ago with a, with an injury, so you're depleted there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump. Like you said, he's not. He's not. He's a finesse guy, but he's a. But he's a good cover corner. I'm going greedy Williams. Yeah, I think they could go that. I think that if they do, if they decide to go with offensive line, I think Cody Ford would be a guy that they could go with there as well. But I think that if they go secondary, I think those are the two most glaring needs for sure. I think you're right on the money there. And, uh, next, next up, pick number play. two for the Oakland Raiders via oh. Chicago. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going roll tide all the way here. I think they go Josh Jacobs. I think oh, that there we go. He's the only. He's the only running back that is going to be taken in the first round. He is going to give them uh, a kind of a uh, a, a skill set that that Gruden likes. The guy that can catch the ball. He can. He, he's explosive. And he has very low miles on him. He's only carried the ball like 251 times, I think, in three in in three years at Alabama. So I, I think that that Josh Jacobs is is the guy there for Oakland. I think that I don't think they let him. I don't think they risk him getting past Philadelphia there because I think right. if he if they don't take him there, I think Philly would take him with 25. Philly, I feel I know there's a lot of interest in Philly. It seems like that's a need for Philly. And again. Yeah. Um, so we're not believing in the Dougie, the Dougie Fresh and the Marshawn projects. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it's time to move on there. Josh is going to uh, to uh, usher in the new era into uh, Las Vegas. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Josh Jacobs going to the Oakland Raiders. That's a good, that's a good solid pick. Again, uh, sh- sure the Raiders have needs on defense, but again, I think you can, uh, you need, you need a, a bell cow running back for Gruden. He's always been a, a guy that likes to run the ball when he was successful in Oakland the first time. They ran the ball a lot, and with his lack of confidence in Derek Carr, it seems like even more so you want to run the ball. So good pick there. All right, Philadelphia 25. They're not real happy with you that you probably stole their guy in Jacobs. <laughs> got uh, Again, there's no running backs that are of that value here. Receiver, probably not because with Metcalf and Hollywood Brown gone. Linebacker, probably not. You got offensive linemen. Philadelphia's always been has always believed in drafting in the trenches. Um, I could see them making a value pick here. We're just picking the best uh, big guy, big guy on the board here. Uh, they're, they're, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give. Here's here's something to, to consider. You could you could. I'm probably. You know what? Wow. I'm gonna give them a defensive lineman. I'm going to go they like to rotate defensive. I'm going to give them Cleveland Farrell, defensive lineman, Clemson. Potentially potentially the uh, potentially Wilkins or Lawrence, but I'm going to give them one of the Clemson guys. I'm going to go Cleveland Farrell, defensive end, Clemson. And rock out for or rock out. Watch out for hometown guy Rocky Sin. There, yep. too. That yep. could be another possibility. All right, next up, the Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> yeah, the Colts, let's see, who do I have? I think that they uh, they need help on the defensive line. I know that. Uh, that's one of their pressing needs, interior line. Um, <clears throat> they could also use some secondary help, an edge rusher, uh, running back, as long as uh, – as long as um, – and a wide hey, don't, don't, don't be don't be dissing return of the Mac, my USF guy. Yeah, as long as he can stay healthy, he's a quality player. Marlon Mack. I don't know why I can think of his name. As long as he can stay healthy, he's a quality player. So I think that they I think that they're, you know, happy with that. There's obviously, like we said, not any running backs. I like uh here. I actually had them going with another Clemson guy, and I think that they go Dexter Lawrence or Christian Wilkins here. Since Wilkins is still on the board, I'm going to give them Christian Wilkins there. All right. Yep. Again, the Colts struck gold last year with their first two picks, Quentin Nelson, and they had the linebacker Leonard, who was an all. Both those guys were all pros, so they, you know, they hit home runs there. And again, that that GM is very much into building through the draft. And like you said, interior line pass rush is something that they've one thing they've lacked over the years. But so good, good pick there with Wilkins. Uh, all right, so Oakland back on the clock with their third first-round pick of the night. Again, this question here is: Do you trade down if you're Oakland? Does somebody try to trade up here and get one to get uh, Daniel Jones? Potential. I don't think Oakland's taking Daniel Jones, but um, again, this is a possible trade opportunity to trade down to acquire even more picks. I'm going to give again. I think if you're Oakland, you got to take the best available guy on the board. You've gotten you you took. Uh, linebacker, you took running back. I'm going to go with you could, you, you could potentially go offensive line here. I know Mike Mayock is a BC guy, and he so he knows that program well. Lindstrom's a possibility at guard, a plug and play guard right there. He knows that guy very well. Um, obviously, 
Uh, you could also go uh, DB. I'm going to give – I'm going to go Rock Yashin from Temple. I'm going to give them a DB. Again, need DB help, physical guy. That name just sounds like a Raider too, by the way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And it will be uh, be great in, in Las Vegas as well. <laughs> All right, uh, 28, the L.A. Chargers. You know, the Chargers are looking like one of the most complete teams in the NFL right now. Uh, obviously, they had a tough division last year. They ended up, you know, having to go on the road and uh, ended up losing at, uh, to, to the Patriots. Pretty bad, I might say. But they have uh, – they're pretty so, they're pretty so, pretty solid on def- on offense. You know, they're – you know, Melvin Gordon, you got wide receivers galore. You got, you got uh, Phillip Rivers calling it out back there. So I think that they have the edge with Mel- with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, and how would it be to put a stud guy in the middle there like a Dexter Lawrence? So I think that they go with Dexter Lawrence there and solidify that defensive line. Good pick again, more solid, just a solid pick there. Um, that that definitely be a, that guy will definitely unless one thing it looks like he likes to eat, so he's a big <laughs> wide body in there, and and obviously in that division. Uh, Defense is critical with all the offense with Kansas City and the Patriots and the Steelers and all that stuff. So you de- <clears throat> definitely got to fortify that defensive line. All right, number twenty-nine, Seattle Seahawks back on the clock. This is their Frank. This is the Kansas City pick with Frank Clark today. The trade that happened today. Again, you got uh, defensive line. Again, this again wouldn't shock me if, if they traded out of this pick back out of the first round completely to get accumulate some more second and third round picks. Um, Again, this will be a prime spot if somebody's looking to jump up and get Daniel Jones or some uh, one of these other guys. But I'm going to give them. I'm going. I'm going to give them. You know what? I'm going. I'm going to give them. A, if we're, I'm going to give them another offensive lineman. I'm going to give them Chris Lindstrom, guard, Boston College. Yeah, they love to run the rock, so that's definitely a pick that would. Solidify that interior lineman for sure. I heard a couple things today that, that a couple of the uh, Brian Billick said on the NFL Network. He thought, from what he had heard, that that people thought he was the best run blocking offensive lineman in the draft. And uh, so I'm going to go Chris Lindstrom. All right, so I got the pet the Packers uh, second pick. So I get I get Packers twice here. They took the uh, tight end and Hawkinson in the first with their first pick and uh, number twelve overall. And I think that they, after seeing what happened in game one <laughs> of the season last year on that Sunday night and watching Khalil Mack completely embarrass their offensive line and, and uh, pretty much ruin their season once once Rodgers went down, he was not the same guy for the rest of the year. I think that they have to invest in an offensive tackle and somebody to keep him upright because that defense for Chicago is is legit. So I, I think that they go offensive tackle here, and they go with Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. I think he can line up at right tackle, uh, and, uh, and and he's he's very athletic and can can uh, help get the Khalil Max off of off of Rodgers. So that's where right. Packers go. We're going Cody Ford fortifying that offensive line. Good pick there. Um, all right. So next up we have. Got some still some interesting names still on the board here. Uh, you got DeAndre Baker. You got uh, you know Daniel Jones is still available. AJ Brown, Nikhil Harry. You got the Rams on the clock at 31. Again, major 
needed offensive line. Linebacker help could also be had here. I don't think there's a linebacker to be had at this at this spot. So I'm going to go offensive line. Um, we've got a list of guys that we that are kind of fringe late first round guys. Again, I could see the Rams trading out of this pick right here. Also, I could see a, a kind of a sleeper pick here. I could see I could see uh, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive yeah. lineman out of uh, out of Mississippi State. I actually you know, had I was, him in my in my mock. That's a good pick. I'm not going to take him here. I'm just I'm just throwing out a couple names no, here. I know, I know, I know. A couple, you know, he's got an ACL injury where he might have to have a red shirt year this year with his injury. If you're the Rams, you could probably afford to take him here. Losing in Dominican Sue, you're probably going to lose one of your other defensive linemen at the end of next year. But I'm going to go offensive line. I'm going to take the best offensive lineman that we got left on the board. Um, there's a guy out of Alabama State that I've been hearing good things about Howard, but I'm going to give him I'm going to give him Reisner out of Kansas State. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if they took a flyer on this Howard guy, who's a small school Alabama State guy. But I'm going to go uh, – what is Dalton his first name, Mike? Yeah, Dalton Reisner. I want to go Dalton Reisner, offensive lineman, Kansas State. Yeah, I had I had Simmons there. So I think that you and I are thinking alike on that, you know, as a guy that, like you said, he kind of fits the mold of, of a uh, – of a. Um, my, my mind, I don't know why I cannot think of players' names right now, but a uh, linebacker from Dallas that uh, – Jalen Smith. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. You know, he tore up his knee and and obviously needed a year. He was obviously – it wasn't just a torn ACL. It was much worse. But look at that, how that is just benefiting Dallas right now. They're reaping the rewards of taking a flyer on that guy in the second round, and they got first-round talent for him, so – I think that Simmons would be a, could be a guy there too, but I like that the off, I like the offensive line pick as well because the offensive line is getting a little old for the Rams. So that leaves all us right. The last pick of the first round, your your favorite team of all time, world champs, baby, world champs, and and, and with a Boston trip on the horizon, maybe I'll get to get to uh, in, in September. I might actually get to see this guy play. Oh, you got uh, we got we got a little vacation planned. Yeah, we uh. My uh, a 40th birthday present that I just got told about. My birthday is in September, and if I'm not mistaken, the Patriots are opening up with the Steelers on Sunday night there in Foxborough, and so that is a possibility of a game to go to because we're going to be there that weekend. We also are going to be going to the Red Sox-Yankees game. So Nice. If the Patriots don't trade up, which I think that they might, or trade down rather, and get the quarterback that they want, I think that Rosen's on the on uh, in play here, I think that uh, I think that you know Belichick loves to trade down out of this spot because he drafts in this spot quite a few times. Uh, but if they stay there, I think that they take uh, a guy that they really need, and that is going to be somebody that can help them in the red zone with the loss of Gronkowski, Josh Gordon. Who knows when and if he is going to come back? Uh, they need help in the red zone, and I think a big guy that can can win a lot of fifty-fifty balls is Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. I think that he would be a solid pick for them, give Brady a big target in the, in the red zone, somebody that they're, like I said, they're going to miss without Gronkowski down there. So I actually saw him play a couple times this year, man. That guy, is a, that guy was a beast, man. He is. And, uh, he came in the, in the – I think one of the things that's going to help him is he's coming from Herm Edwards, who's got a lot of NFL pedigree, obviously with his coaching experience. I think he's going to get – you know, he's a junior – 
like you said, they need they definitely need a kind of an impact wide receiver on the outside that you can't keep going with everybody being a slot guy and all that stuff. You got to have an impact guy on the outside, so that's a good pick there. I could also see the Patriots going Jeffrey Simmons right there. Uh, yeah. And the other thing I could see them doing potentially is potentially drafting Daniel Jones to potentially be three years down the road the the, the you know the incumbent guy with Brady. So yeah, uh, those would be the three spot three kind of picks I could see them going there for sure. Well, Mike, appreciate the pre, we gave you we gave the fans a first round mock draft. We're gonna have to see how many of these picks we got right. Obviously, there'll be some trades, so it'll be hard to you know accurately grade it. Depend. Uh, you know, it depends on who gets what picks, but um, I definitely think we did. We made some good uh, selections based on needs and based on values. And, um, you know, uh, I appreciate the, the, the time and the effort you put in for this, Mike. And I know uh, and this is one of the fun, one of the better couple days of the year coming up for the, for you fo us football fans out there uh, to see how our team does. And should we trade up, trade down, whatever, whatever. And, analyze who, who we picked and all that good stuff because we all think we're going to the Super Bowl after <laughs> on Saturday night after the after mystery relevance picked we all think we're going to the Super Bowl hey, I, got the, I got the Lions at a, at a ten dollar bet at a 800 to one so let's let's do it did you really you. yeah futures little futures bet a little ten dollars before I left Vegas and uh, hey you know ten dollars on your team never know I hear you man <laughs> All right, well, Mike, I appreciate it, and good luck watching the watching the uh, the draft on your phone from uh, from the uh, Hoover. What is what is the name of the theaters in Hoover? Not these days. Patton Creek Fifteen. Patton Creek Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you'll see uh, our buddy Ray Bob there, Mr. Henderson, who know he likes all those kind of things, and I doubt you'll see him at the premiere. He's more <laughs> of a second. He's more of a second weekend guy. Second weekend, yeah, when, the, when the crowds have died down a little bit. <laughs> That's right. So I right, appreciate your time, Mike. And uh, hopefully we can get this to uh, why is my I'm not able to. OK, so. All right. We well, appreciate the time and uh, have a great weekend, Mike. You too, Jason. All right, buddy. See you.